<laughs> she slapped her own face. <laughs> dude, I got my other hand on my coffee, dude. I can't. Uh, dude, coffee. It's uh, it's three thirty p.m. Man, what do you, what do you have a long night? Uh, yeah, dude. It's it, well, I'm still recovering from New Year's. I just uh, it's been pretty wild on dude, my old part. Old age does that. Like these days, if I have like two beers or even a glass of wine, I'm feeling it for like the next day. It's bad. Yeah, and it, all it takes for me is just like a sip. You know, we talked about this before. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you just get flushed, and then you get hang well, hammered. Dude, I know. Well, it's not. I'm not even hammered, but like, if anyone looks at me, it's like, are you okay? Like, are you are you sure? Like, I just had a sip of beer. Oh, but in this case, I had a sip of some champagne. Here, let me take we my. Let me take of, your keys. <laughs> we, we were playing a little bit of flip cup, and then here's dude. Here's the number one rule, and this is perfectly reasonable. But like, the more I try to convince anyone that I'm not as drunk as I think, and you know, give me the keys, whatever, like, let me drive. The more irrational that I sound, dude, you know? it's the it's, it's the a, same it's thing a, as um, it's a losing argument. Yeah, it's like the why are you mad, man? Like, bro, why are you mad? And he's like, I'm not mad. And he's like, bro, stop being so angry. And he's like, I'm not angry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to have. It's, I think if I had like a breathalyzer with me, that, that might be the only thing that can convince anybody. But rule of the day is I shouldn't have been driving in the first place, and I'm grateful for it. I think I just like that control, dude. I just prefer to be driving. <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I feel like it's a. Uh, it's def- Like I think being behind the wheel it's uh it's a powerful feeling it's i don't know it's more fun but yeah. hey you were telling me earlier what's it what's the deal with your barbershop like i was how do you actually tip oh what's yeah the deal? so do you have a guy yeah so um i think for those of you listening some of you know that i got a guy i got a barber now well i've had a mm-hmm. barber um this is like this is one of like the bucket list items i've always had like be a regular at a bar you know <laughs> and like get to know the bartender um but like having your own personal barber, that's been the like guy, the guy that like you walk in, they know exactly what. Maybe you want if you do want to change it up, you'll tell them. But for the most part, you just sit down in the seat, you exchange glances, and then you get you get gets right to it, right? Yeah, and he's he exactly what you got to cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Hey, same thing," and you're like, "Yeah, same thing." But uh, this guy Mandrit, he's been cutting my hair for the last maybe four and a half years, something like that. Um, like, what's his name? Mandrit. Wait, what's, what's his that? name? Oh, Mandrit. What's his name? M-A-N-D-R-I-T. Oh. Yeah. D-A-R-T. Okay. I, yeah. I'm like, at this, still to this day, pretty unsure of the ethnicity. Because, um, <laughs> like, we don't talk much, to be honest. It <laughs> he probably matter. thinks I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah, he thinks I'm okay. an introvert, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, I sit there in like, complete silence as he cuts my hair. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I followed him around to, like, four different barbershops. And then finally he's opened his own place about a year ago. And, like, now, like, we're really cool. I was his first Yelp review. Um, oh. In the past, I was the face of the barbershop. Because if you used to search, like, Supreme Barbershop on Google, like, it was my face as the picture. Getting oh, my haircut. Is it, oh, was he, like, actually, like, taking photos to use as, like, samples? Like, do you want to cut your yeah. hair like this guy? Okay. Yeah. So I was the guy. But then uh, I looked it up recently, and he found some better-looking people. <laughs> really sad. Wait, oh, did he replaced your photo? It's not on there anymore? So it's not the first show to, photo that shows up anymore. I'm kind of sad about that. Supreme um, Haircuts. Let me see if I can... It was Supreme Barbershop. If you look up, like, Clarendon. I'll Google it right yeah. now. Just maybe, maybe, maybe I'll back up. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is really, in, like, important thing to... Well, it's, it's rare. It's just... I feel like it's super rare. Oh, dude, this guy's got 4.8 stars. Damn, yeah, I'm definitely not, I'm not the guy reviews. anymore. Oh, I'm sad. Let's see. I wonder Let's if I'm, like, all the way at the bottom, maybe. 
or if he just took me off entirely. I mean, there's some way fresher fades on this than like when like back when I was getting my hair cut in the very beginning, I wasn't doing anything fancy. Yeah, dude, I'm oh, dude, I'm not even on one of the photos anymore, man. Oh, this is sad. Let him know. I know. I'm going to tell him, hey, man, you got to put me back up. Because <laughs> the craziest thing is I didn't even know until my buddy, he was like, hey, like, is this you? And he, like, sends me a screenshot. <laughs> and I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, I was looking for barbers in the area, and your face popped up. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. It didn't even come from your own referral. He was just looking at it organically. That's nice. Yeah, I know. I was famous for, like, a good, I don't know, a little bit. But um, back to tipping. Sorry, total tangent. But um, <clears throat> so, like, the, it, the actual haircut itself is $19. And like, and so I, I end up tipping $11, um, to make it like a clean 30 out the door. And then the only reason I did that is because I used to get my haircut at a different place called like Floyd's 99. And like that plus tip used to be like $35, but mm -hmm. like, but this guy's way cheaper, does a way better job, like knows me. And so I was like, man, like. I'm saving $5. This is how I'm justifying it. I'm saving $5, not going to the more expensive place, going to the guy that I know. I'm paying less for like the better haircut. And plus like, um, the dude treats me really well. Like I come into the barbershop and like, if there's a line, he lets me cut the line and he, and then, like, he'll like apologize to the other people in the barbershop. Be like, Hey, sorry. Like, you know, he was here a little earlier. Like he, he like called ahead or like whatever. It makes some sort of excuse. And then just, he's like, you next, brother. And I'm like, yes! Like, <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, actually, that's, that, is, that is special treatment because, like, this takes me back to, I, I go to these six, same two Asian guys, our brothers, in, Phil, like, North Philadelphia. What, and I've been getting my hair cut from them since I was, like, six. But, like, that little moment that you mentioned there, I would know every person that was in front of me because there was no system. Like, you didn't call ahead. There's no appointments. You just sit down on these two couches, and then you wait your turn with a TV on. So I feel like if you were to be the guy that rolls up, even though, like, I knew that there's, like, three people ahead of me, I'd be, like, so mad. Yeah, I know. Dude. <laughs> I'm, like, this, I'm like, this isn't right. I've been waiting yeah, they for, get this, for, like, an yeah, hour. So, <laughs> some of them get this look on their face where they're like, huh? You know? And then, like, and so, like, I try not to put him in that position because I, I, I don't want to, like, abuse that. But, um, so like, I'll go like, generally, I work from home on Fridays. So generally I'll like use my lunch break to like go get my hair cut. Um, mm -hmm. and like, there's not much of a line there then, but then sometimes like things, things come up and like unavoidably you have to go get your hair cut like Friday at like a 5 PM, which is like peak barbershop hours. And, um, so like sometimes you, you get to like exercise the right, but, uh, I try to, no, I try to avoid hey. it when I can. I'm just saying it because I'm mad, dude. But like, that's actually like a great perk, and obviously, like you said, you're, you're treating them pretty well. I, I honestly, my my issues with tipping is more like I know that as soon as I hit a certain threshold, because I'm a regular and because I go back, I've set the expectation, right? Yeah. So anything less than that tells them that maybe they did a bad job, or you know, whatever, whatever. Maybe they, I can't. I don't have to explain my financial situation back to them. Like, oh, you know, I'm not doing so hot these days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But no, the place I do, I would do that for the guys back in Philly because I'd usually it's like a ten dollar haircut. But honestly, like the best haircut that I've gotten anywhere, um, because they spend like forty five minutes. They give you really clean lines um and so I, I i give them like a five every time even though of mm -hmm. course it's like way above whatever 20 percent rule you might have on the flip side though the place i actually go in north carolina it's probably like a 25 dollar haircut every time 
but I'm only the same kind of thing. Maybe because I feel like if I don't think that that job's much better than what I could get back in Philly, then like I stick to that, and it what happens to be like twenty percent too. But I kind of felt bad. I was like thinking I probably should have given a little bit more, especially for my last haircut because I had this super long hair. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, this like they're really kind of cleaning it up. Like this is your vision. Go ahead, take take it away. Um, <laughs> it, it would have been an appropriate place for me to probably do a little bit more than the, the typical twenty percent. But I think I kind of held back. Thinking to myself, like, what if I come back and it's not like the same tip, you know? Yeah, it's tough. hard to hard to explain, man. But if we kind of try to connect this story to anything else that's relevant to what we like to talk about here on the Two Asians podcast, the idea being, in my experience, people are intimidated by cutting Asian hair, and I think even more so with Asian guys. Um, my experience is it's really kind of tough to just find a reliable person that you trust, or mm-hmm. the ones that kind of go about it like fearlessly. But my experience, if you're going to a non like local or mom and pop shop you go to like sports clips not sponsoring the pod great clips all those generic places if like guys places down here or whatever they call them they always just try to find like the asian lady that works there if there is one and then they point you that direction but like everybody Mm -hmm. like they 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 look at you like oh crap dude i don't want to cut this guy's hair and like i've heard all the different excuses like oh it's just it doesn't it's not the same it's uncontrollable right like it's not like clean depending on like where your hair falls everyone's a little bit different but like my hair is a little bit kind of crazy. It doesn't it's not straight. Like it's a little bit wavy, but not cur- cur- like not curly or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I just if you don't establish that trust with a barber or find someone you like, then it can be really difficult to find someone that's pretty reliable. It's, it's yeah. when you find that person, like you chase that guy for four shops. I had to find the person that I have now. I think she had, had left her original spot. I wasn't even sure if she was gonna be cutting hair again, but luckily she she found her own shop now. She's a little bit more independent. Dude, hell yeah. But yeah, I, I think honestly the the issue is that like Asian hair is like thinner, and like we don't right. have we don't have as much hair. So like if you're like looking at like just like the amount of hair that you actually have on the side of your head, like when you're doing a fade to get a nice fade, it helps to have like more hair, you know, and that way you can create like a legitimate gradient. But mm-hmm. like I think when they do a fade on like Asian hair and like you don't do it like perfectly, then any any slight like variance is like exposed and like on the flip side i used to cut my buddy's hair back in college and like dude i had like blonde friends dude you could fuck up their stuff and no one would ever know because like their hair like blends in with the side of their head anyways (laughs) so it's like you get away with it you know i I, well i I guess i can't say i relate entirely because my hair is definitely a little bit on the thick side might have just been like a trait i have some pretty pretty gnarly hair dude um made for a nice bowl cut when i was a kid <laughs> uh but yeah at the same time though you're right those mistakes definitely kind of come out a little bit more and they're a little bit more pronounced sometimes I, I, the worst haircut i ever got actually do happen to be in your favorite city uh the good old bean town i was Ooh. right before i was trying to go on our honeymoon i was just like gotta gotta clean up a little bit a little bit messy usually before any big trip i always try to do that but like uh-huh. this guy, like I said, this wasn't like a case of them trying to pass me off to, and there was no other Asian people in this town. <laughs> Not a lot of diversity up there. So besides <laughs> my whole dad's side of the family, <laughs> I went to the barbershop that was recommended by somebody that you know typically they, a friend of a friend they have pretty fresh cuts. So some place in like Little Italy. So I go there and you know I put my name down, no appointment, same deal. But then I I noticed, man, this guy. He's taken all like all the time 
for all the wrong reasons. Like he's like 40 minutes in. I feel like I'm not sure where he's going. I'm like, where is this cut going? I had this idea. I wanted to keep it, you know, long enough so I could do this middle part. I've been all about it, you know, like work that way towards. But I could tell he was like definitely effing up, but he wasn't willing to just like, hey, hey, buddy, you know what? Let me shave your head. Like that was never on the table, right? Yeah. He just kept trying to fix it up. And then like by the time it was done, dude, I looked absolutely awful. Like <laughs> Shannon has photos so of it. mood photos? <laughs> not at first man but i can probably show you the first few photos right after the fact i try to fix it i was so angry i was like i still felt like the need to like tip and just get out of there i was like let me just go because i would have been way somewhat way better off just getting in to shave my head that's like one of those haircuts but you can't ask someone to do that when they spent like 45 minutes trying to like do something and then say hey i could have done this in 10 minutes if we just would have agreed you know <laughs> also why am i going to this fancy place i can go anywhere to get a buzz yeah <laughs> Dude, the worst haircut I ever got, I was livid. Like, I, I, so I was at, this is back in, this is over in Tyson's, like, in the area that I work in. And, like, I was like, you know what? I could use a haircut. I forgot what I had going on, but, like, I was like, ah, I need a haircut, you know? And yeah. so I go there, I, like, quickly Yelp review some stuff. And there was one place that had, like, six reviews, but it was, like, four and a half stars. So I was like, these guys can't be that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I go, and it's, like, in the mall. And, like, I go to get my haircut, and, like, there's this old guy. He was, like, one of the barbers, and so, like, he's he's free, and so I go sit down, and he, like, starts cutting my hair. But, like, the guy has, like, Parkinson's or Ooh, something. His okay. hand was shaking the entire time. And so, like, this is back when I used to get, like, a part, a line cut into my hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, that requires, like, a level of precision and, like, steadiness that a normal haircut maybe wouldn't demand, you know? Mm-hmm. and so like i asked him like hey man like you can cut the part and like i didn't i didn't know that he had shaky hands before because like this is like when you sit down you're like hey can i get like a zero to a two fade on the side you know just blend the hair in on the top and cut the part in you know yeah and like so he's like oh yeah sure and then he starts doing it and like his hands shaking as he's like cutting the line and i'm sitting there and i'm watching this line get thicker and thicker and thicker on the side of my head and i'm, and I'm like i'm like my eyes are just like like my eyes are pretty small but, like, they were, like, fucking bulging out of my head. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy's just, like, you know those memes where it's, like, just fuck my shit up? Like, this guy was literally just, like, fucking my shit up, like, so bad. And then, like, after, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, it's just, it's, like, I, I was, like, dude, stop. Stop. And I straight up told him, like, stop. Like, you got to stop cutting this. And then he's, like, oh, okay, okay. And I was, like, dude, you can't, like, I need someone else to cut this. Like, I need someone to fix this first off because there's a line about a centimeter thick going down, like, on the side of my head. It's, like, curvy and wavy and shit. I was like, oh, my God. And so, like, I, like, talked to the guy who runs the shop, and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, let me try and fix it as much as I can. And so I'm sitting there, and, like, he, like, tries to fix my hair. And, like, but there's nothing you can do. They already shaved most of it off, you know? Mm. And then so, like... um, he, like, tries to fix it as much as possible. He's like, hey, don't, don't pay. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't going to anyways. Like, you know? And then I'm sitting there and my face is just red because I'm so pissed. Because, like, I don't have much going for me, you know? But a decent <laughs> head of hair is, like, the one thing that I liked, you know? And so I was like, fuck. And so, like, I go on Yelp and I wrote the most scathing review possible. I literally wrote, like, if I could give below zero out of five stars, I would. Because, like, and they, so I they, took... They, What's they must up? have comped you, right? They didn't make you pay for it, did they? Yeah, I didn't pay. I didn't pay a dime. But like, I did like, the other guy actually admit that he screwed up when before the owner came in, or like the manager yeah, the, guy? Yeah, the old guy seemed apologetic, you know. But oh, like, okay. yeah. I'm like, 
Yeah, and so I literally wrote like, hey, look, I don't know what this guy's issue is. Maybe he was having a bad day. I don't want to speculate. But he, sh- he he's a nice guy, but he shouldn't be cutting hair. Because, like, I don't have a difficult haircut. I'm not asking someone to do, like, something wild. Like, a fade is very standard on a men's haircut. Anyways, it's like, we're this, like, this long, like, expose, just, like, ripping this barber to shreds. And then um, I got, like, a, I got a message on Yelp, like, a couple of days later being like, yeah, that guy's no longer with us. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got this guy fired. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I felt really bad. And he was like, we would love the opportunity to, like, have you come back and, like, you know, get another haircut. And I was like, no, I'm never going back there, but now I feel bad. <laughs> like, I don't think, maybe you put him through early retirement, man. I don't know if, I don't know if you should have been cutting hair. Yeah. But for those of you listening, like, I'm not this vindictive of a person. Like, it just, I've had a terrible haircut, you know? Hair <laughs> is important. It's a personal experience. When you talk about being introverted, I, depends on the person, but I like to not talk too much, to, like, either. I want, I'd rather have them focus on doing the job. Yeah. Because it, it is so intricate, right? It's like kind of like being at the dentist, but people will get on me for being like, why are you being so antisocial, man? I love talk, talk, like, talking to my dentist. I love talking to my barber. I'm like, I'd rather just sleep. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they can move my head, some guys are a little bit more active. They'll move the chair around for you or like they'll ask you to move your head up and down, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to just be as relaxed as possible. Minimal effort. Maybe it could be over 30 minutes. Doesn't have to be. But if it is, it's extra special. But you showed me, man. Now I know how to tip better. And I probably will try to do that as far as following whatever societal rules tell me I should be doing. This is a personal experience when they get it done right and you like the person. That's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Tip your barbers. Tip yeah. your hairstylists. Because like the, uh, there's a there's a Korean word. Um, I forget what it is, but there's that kind of actual term being like, of like someone who only looks good because of their hair. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And like you see it because like every all these like Korean guys have to like go to the military, right? Uh-huh. And they get like a buzz cut and you're like oof, like oh boy, that guy needed his hair. <laughs> like, he lost his it factor. <laughs> yeah. And that's me, dude. When I shave my head, I look terrible. Well, screw that, dude. I, I, I kind of I got myself in a little bit of a funk, and I've always wanted to go back to just shaving my head, but I'm too much of a coward, man. I, gotta, I don't, I don't want to just, like... And I keep saying it's because of my job or something. Like, oh, I can't, you know... It's not a good look. It's specific, and whenever I do that too, my parents are always just like, "Oh, yeah, you look like you're in the looks like you're in the navy, or looks like you're in the army." Uh, my parents called me. They said I look like a Buddhist monk. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's not racist because yeah. they're Asian too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's offensive because you're not Buddhist. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Oh god, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. <laughs> anyway, man, this all kind of goes around to the reason why I'm talking about haircuts. <laughs> Sorry for that no noise. <laughs> Dropped my cell phone. But I was gonna say this is just around around time of New Year's where everyone wants to look a little fresh, man. But also a good time for some of these important people to be taking some time off. So I, I've been, I'm wearing a hat right now because uh, my hair's a little bit of a mess, and I finally have been willing to actually start using products just to keep everything under control. But they do actually have certain products, and this isn't sponsoring the pod, but this is just giving more of a shout out to like. Um, have you ever heard of Gatsby? It's like supposed to be like a little bit more of like a hair wax in a purple casing. Yeah, Gatsby's nice. From that. Gatsby's nice. Smells pretty good. I always hated just like I was always against using like any other products because I thought like they were too greasy or like the Tresemme stuff. Like for like one, I felt like it was like for white people and I shouldn't have been using it. Mm-hmm. it, it, it like it, in my head, like if I sweat a little bit, then I smell it. It's kind of gives me like a little bit of a headache. 
anyways, that, that, products like that came out, and I, I even found something else that's a little bit more like a, a version of it. But all these things come out more like cream than they do like an actual gel. Yeah. So for my hair, it works a lot better. I was happy with it. It honestly looks me makes me look a lot more civilized. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but products like that exist, and I finally have gotten around to using them. So um, anyway, that all being said, New Year's time, Joe. Tell me, what did you do? What was your past week and a half or so like? Now that we're in the year 2020. Okay, I guess for everyone's context, this is uh, today's January 4th filming or recording, not filming. We're recording this at 3.50 p.m. But um, yeah, uh, like I took off the whole week of, of uh, Christmas and then I took off the whole, I took off of all of this past week too. And so all of New Year's week, I was just like, ah, I don't feel like working, <laughs> you know? Um, long story behind that too, Vinny, I'll tell you after the pod. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll do this as an off yeah, pod. But um, yeah, I've done absolutely nothing. Um, it's it was awesome. <clears throat> so my family's all in the area, so we like all like met up for Christmas, and then we all did stuff for like New Year's. Um, we did New Year's resolutions. We we do that. Every, we've been doing it every year since I was like like a small child. Um, and so like we all get together and like we like break apart for like. 30 45 minutes and everyone like writes down their resolutions for the for the new week upcoming year and we like go over what we said last year and it's like a fun little activity um i would say we probably have like a personally i probably have like a 10 to 15 percent hit rate on like my new year's resolutions i remember when i was younger it was always like get better grades <laughs> never did that <laughs> but the one thing i did accomplish last year was losing weight oh and so word, dude. but then i gained it all back after the shoulder surgery but uh so I put it right back on there for this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it again. But um, uh, I watched the entirety of The Witcher in one day. So I, I like turned it on at like 2 p.m. I finished at 10 p.m. and I was like, wow, that was dope. And um, I, I don't know if Vinny like follows my Insta story, but like I was uh, yeah, I was like, I was live essentially uh, storying it with certain scenes. It was kind of I, I thought I had funny commentary because there's a lot of sex. Um, <laughs> so you just like screen grab random moments and you just kind of make your up your own captions but then that led me to um, receive like a flood of messages from like people who don't normally talk to me being like dude mm -hmm. you have to play the game and they, they all called it the greatest game in video game history like every single one of them oh, like wow. every single friend of mine was like this is the best game you will ever play ever and I was like, that is a bold statement. And these guys are like geeks, you know? Like, these guys play video games like all the time. And they were all saying, this is the best. And so I ended up downloading the game um, for my Xbox. Please sponsor the pod. Um, Henry Cavill, please come on the pod. Uh, you're pretty hot. What? <laughs> but, um, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then I played. So in six days, I played 42 hours of that game. And then... Uh, I beat the game, I think, two days ago, and it's been a, a really rewarding experience, and I can tell why people say it's one of the, like, the greatest, if not one of, or, like, one of the greatest, if not the greatest games 
that have ever come out. Because it's an RPG, but most RPGs... So you're saying you agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. It's okay. really good. Um, but like most people don't like RPGs because like, the replay value is garbage. You play it like one time through and you're like, I'm never touching this game again. But like there are 36 different endings to this game. And every like decision you make has like a consequence. And so it's like, you're like, whoa. And you get like really, in the beginning I didn't know. And like you end up like banging one of these people in the game, right? You just like romance <laughs> this one chick, right? And you like end up having sexual intercourse purely consensual sexual intercourse <laughs> and then um and then like uh she like goes off and tries to do her own thing but like it sounds really negative and so there's like these dialogue options and i was like hey no don't do that you know because like she was about to like take this like plague juice it's like this i don't know it, it could release a plague to like thousands of people you know and she was like i'm gonna sell it to this guy and i was like don't do that thousands could die and so i clicked that because it seemed like a reasonable option but then it turns out you have to fight her and then you kill her and I was like, oh my god, like, I just had sex with this woman, like, 20 minutes ago, right? Like, but turns out there were other options that I could have chosen that would have allowed her to live. And then, there that, like, comes back to bite you at the very end of the game, because there's, like, a big battle where she could help you. But because I had killed her, like, 25 hours ago, like, in the game, uh, she didn't come and help. It's tough. Sounds like the plot of Jon Snow. Yes. Or plight. I'm going to say plight. Yeah. So it's a, it, it's a fun game. Really fun game. And my brother sat there and watched me play, I would probably say, 30 out of the 50 hours that I've put in. He just like, sits on the couch and just watches me play. And um, he ended up watching the whole show and then bought the books. The Witcher oh, craze is real. They got books, too? Dude, the books started getting written in, like, the 70s. This is, like, a Game of Thrones-y-ish thing, where it's, like, those books came out, like, a billion years ago, and they made a video game video game was like a major cult hit and then they finally turned it into the tv show okay that's interesting you know it's hearing you talk about this game and again i don't really know much about it i, I have i kind of don't play as many video games as i used to when i was a kid you're um, a married also, man now also pc master race oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but i uh it this all just sounds like you know it sounds pretty good but i don't know if it's as good as final fantasy baby mm that's a good that's a good point um but i think there's a nostalgia factor to that you know i guess so but also the game was you're telling me about choices that affect decisions down later in the game and just an amazing storyline i don't know about the whole replay value thing because i don't I'd, I'd be willing to kind of go through that game again just for the thrill of it but for me too it was final fantasy 10 that was like my coming of age like around that time you know i wasn't I was probably way too young for Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation, um, but for PlayStation Two, I got ten. I had no friends. What else did I? <laughs> what else did I have besides Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts? So, like those are my games. <laughs> so talk talk to me about greatest video games of all time. <laughs> oh, dude! On a side note, like there was like an article that came out about The Witcher and how like the TV show is like driving people to go play the game. And also driving people to replay the game who hadn't touched it in years. And, like, you know what's interesting? Is that TV has made nerdy fantasy stuff cool again. Well, that's an interesting point because we talked about Marvel in our past couple of media episodes. It has a lot to do with the fact that, like, like comic books are cool. Like, and and making those, like, superhero stuff is, like, really much, like... 
you know, I mean, comic books in general, not just about superheroes, but like with The Walking Dead, all these other things, like series being made from like originally book source material or something like that, ingrained in like sci-fi or fantasy. Uh, it's definitely an interesting time, man. It's one would say, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I wonder, is there like, I mean, there's got to be like a, a, a faction of nerds where like, we liked this before it was cool, you know? I mean, it's probably like all of Reddit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There's an interest, you know, there's you know subreddit for everything that anyone finds interest in. But um, definitely, I think the nerds are winning, man. Look at look at all these big tech companies. Um, <laughs> look up the richest people in the world, man. The money's in tech. The money's in tech. And those guys love uh, superheroes and witches and witchers. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's enough for me. That was that was my uh, winter break. Um, Vinny, what, you, what were you up to? Well, dude, I I had a pretty relaxing break. Uh, you know, this is the time of year where I have a good chance to go back up to Philadelphia. Uh, I mentioned before about all the haircut stuff, but it's nice to just be able to go back and actually spend time with family. I mean, for me, time flew by. I really just you talked about your one of your resolutions being to lose weight, dude. I just I had a, I had the same thing for me. I gained like at least ten to fifteen pounds by going home. <laughs> I ate my face off. I probably first thing I, I think when I when I got back up, um, we always stop by Wawa. So you know, I mean, shouts to Wawa for being the best convenience store in America. Not sponsor the pod. More than a more than a gas station. You know, more more than a basketball player. Um, <laughs> it, more than an athlete. <laughs> more than being convenient, dude. It's just a lovely store. I got myself a nice Italian hoagie. It's a guarantee. Meatball sub gets you know two for two for those iced teas. In the morning, I love a little sizzly. Also a great deal. I think it's two for four. Excellent. <laughs> I used to have custom orders there where I would have a meat sandwich. I'm very much so the opposite way now. I'm I'm a little bit more plant-based, baby. But <laughs> back in the day, I used to get like a bagel. It's a, it had to be a custom order because they don't do it this way. With sausage and bacon. Nothing else. Maybe some cheese. But it's just sausage <laughs> and bacon. One of the best things I've ever had on a plain bagel. Um, but yeah, stuff my face with Wawa. Of course, I had a cheesesteak when I was back. Um, every year on my birthday, I always get. Um, oh, this is my Tice year, by the way. Just a little slide that in there. Yeah, Daniel I mean, Tice your birthday's uh, the twenty sixth. That's right, sir. That's right. Um, I'm I'm now also in my late twenties, Joe. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, but I um get, always get soup dumplings every year on my birthday, so. Uh, without having to explain that concept to anybody else, I realize I sound like a crazy person to someone that's never had soup dumplings. Quite simply, a dumpling filled with soup. That's that's really hot. Have you had, you've had it before, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. I mean, that was my that was a test, <laughs> but you you passed. And um, yeah. Anyways, you have the the soup. You pick it up. You be you have to be really really uh you know quite delicate with it, or else if you break the skin, then everybody hates you. And you need to eat that dumpling that is now spoiled. But you eat it with a spoon, it's great, lovely experience. But I had about, I don't know, 20 of those. So. I think we had it on your bachelor party. And we did, we did. That was, I would always say, I mean, between Wawa and going to Dim Sum Garden, which is this lovely establishment on Ray Street in Chinatown, is I'm not, I haven't been home, I haven't gone to Philadelphia, and even if I was physically there until I've had soup dumplings. <laughs> um, but before that too, it was just, it was a it was a mix of like a great mix of nostalgia, whist. I'm trying to eat at all the restaurants I did when I was growing up because I really don't get to go home that often. So I'm like I'm having like my duck my favorite duck noodle soup at at, <laughs> at St. Keys, man. 
for anybody. I mean, I feel like duck's like one of those things you have to kind of grow up on because if you eat it later in life, you're gonna be like, this is weird, you know? Like I'm not, dude, I don't know what this is tastes my like. Favorite. Yeah, dude, but I, it's like trust me, I only know it as a delicious meat. But like I know other people that might have come into it and they're like a little bit too gamey. I don't know what, the, what I'm tasting. If nothing else like it, right? Mm-hmm. Also plant based. Let's go. Oh, I was. I'm trying to tell myself <laughs> to like eat as much as I, of the stuff I'm trying to like kick back on in the new year, like right in this this period of time before it's all over. <laughs> I did have some <laughs> garbage skewers also because I was just excited because like let's just go to this spot. Like I typically have a positive experience when you go get them. And this isn't a Japanese place, so it wasn't like they were doing anything really nice. Um, but meat on a stick sounded really enticing. Super dry, terrible. Wouldn't recommend oh. it to anybody. I don't want to put the name of the restaurant on there, but just know that all, all skewers are, are equal. Um, <laughs> uh, what else did I eat? Um, oh, I did go to, get a chance to go to the Sixers-Wizards game. That was actually probably our yeah. first activity, which let me also tie this into food. Yeah, very specific to Philadelphia are Chicken and Pete's crab fries. Um, little crinkle-cut fries with some Old Bay seasoning and some other magic with some dipping cheese. Could Didn't we get have them at every game? Party too. Hundred percent, dude. That was catered. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that's a very unique experience. You gotta get it. One of the people will thinks when they think about cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, you gotta think about crab fries. They're also in the airport. So, if anyone's listening to this podcast, getting really hungry, I am. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry right now. <laughs> and uh, but the Sixers Wizards game was like interesting, man, because you go there, and I realized, man, I can't be going to these games anymore. Meaning to say that the the competition just needs to be way better because i'm like oh. i'm sitting here watching them play the whiz and like what this is the problem with the nba season 82 games i'm gonna sound like an old man 82 games what business okay, do the sixers have playing the wizards you know the, right before their big marquee matchup well they had the pistons game between but um with the bucks like they got no business playing the wizards have, they got nothing to play for dude bunch of scrubs isaiah thomas guys gets ejected out of the game for... <laughs> he gets ejected a lot too. He got ejected last night. Yeah, he got ejected last night for running or like touching a ref. Yeah, like stroking a ref's chest with the back of his with hand. his offhand. I don't know. That one's a little bit soft. It seems like he was pretty apologetic, but rules are rules. Um, they had wild. They just knocked him out. But this game was funny, man, because he got kicked out of this one, and we were just kind of befuddled, I guess, sitting in the stands because it was just like long intermission, and then all of a sudden the PA announcer goes. Isaiah Thomas has been ejected from the game. We found out after the fact was that like he was in the middle of shooting free throws. He missed the first one, and if you miss the second shot at a Sixers game in the second half, everybody in the stadium gets a free small frosty. So these fans were being really, really like extra, I guess, during his second free throw. Really wanted him to miss. And um, we can bleep this out on the podcast later. But I thought nothing short of them going like, "Fuck, fuck you." <laughs> Like, and like, <laughs> I didn't hear just screaming that like a hundred times. I'm like, "Fuck you, bitch!" And like maybe other thing, other things to Isaiah, and he heard him, so he goes and confronts him in the stand, saying, "Hey, I'm a man. I have kids. Uh, don't disrespect me." And then he's, they're like, "Why? Why did you do this?" And the, the fans reply, "I just really wanted a frosty, man." <laughs> <laughs> that epitomizes like the Philly fan stereotype, by the way. Come on, man. We act like that's the only thing. But these fans across the world. I mean, if the worst thing that they have to say about Philadelphia fans is that they're really adamant about getting free frosties, I'll take that over whatever Utah jazz fans <laughs> do. Batteries of Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh man, we're 
going to definitely edit that part out because I'm tired of that story getting perpetuated. Man. I, hate, I hate that story. Okay, let me speed up because I can get into all the nitty-gritty about what I did over break. But yeah, Sixers game, check. Uh, you know, all the Christmas activities. Um, spending time with some good family. You know, get, ooh, last thing I want to say about food-wise. If you have, you've had tomato pie. I know, Joe, in your, your developmental years, the crucial years of your life in which you stayed in the greater Philadelphia suburbs, you enjoyed a nice slice of Corp Belize. I don't think I have. Please sponsor the podcast. Dude, it's just a great tomato pie, right? Like a nice little soft rectangular slice with cold tomato. It's not cold, but it's like room temp with a little sprinkling of parm. And it's like a lot more bread than there is to sauce ratio. Some people are just really against it or have never had it because it's a really, really like Pennsylvania thing. Anyways, delicious. I wouldn't call it pizza. However, you can eat it however you want, but preferably room temp. And um, yeah, other than that, man, ate my face off, gained some uh, gained some a lot of pounds, came back into you know down where I live now, undisclosed place. Um, for, CIA black site for New Year's. Got a chance to kind of like relax a little bit. Um, as far as like resolutions go, I, I think it's funny that you mentioned when you're comparing yourself to what you did last year. I, I usually write them down too. But then I, I definitely was a little bit low, below that 10% threshold myself because I said no fast food. Um, I think I had the Popeye's Ooh. chicken sandwich like three times, three or four times. Um, <laughs> and of course, along with that, I tried Chick-fil-A in comparison. So I definitely didn't follow that. Um, what, what else? Read four books. I didn't get there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a reader, folks. I'm trying to get better with that. Um, what else? Oh, uh, this is a funny one. I said, no more unsolicited advice. <laughs> I think this past 10 minutes was just me giving advice about where, <laughs> where you should go eat. That one I can't stop. That one's a part of my blood. Um, what else? Uh, I have also, I, I split it up into other categories because I love, instead of reading, I'm always watching TV or movies, right? I said, I told myself that I'd watch The Wire. Didn't do that. Uh, watch every Mission Impossible movie didn't do that either that was a new year's resolution of yours i remember thinking to myself that tom cruise is one of like the best action heroes personal stuff aside that <laughs> that we've ever seen and that everything he does is just amazing and i also just watched the top gun trailer or something around that time so i just thought i need to do this before uh he comes out with that movie and no i didn't see it uh, but skipping ahead i didn't follow any of my entertainment goals and you know around <laughs> this time though and not to just kind of beat a dead horse, because we all know that we need to record more. But uh, <laughs> we, we came out with our first episode on my birthday last year, actually. It was the 26th, around that time. I know our average has been stellar. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. I take all of the blame. No blame for Joe. Vinny's, is... not gonna, Vinny's not going to let that happen, but I, I, I accept responsibility. Joe and I share this load. So for our, all of our loyal fans out there, just know that 2020... It's gonna be a new us. We're gonna. Oh yeah. We're gonna be taking this podcast to the people. Yes. So the resolution that I've set for myself, and uh, which is like unfair for me to set it for myself because it requires Vinny to be involved as well. But I'm saying one per month. Um, I think that's a. I think that's a reasonable goal. I think it's it's doable. Um, I honestly don't know like why i've been such a piece of shit podcast host <laughs> and not been pushing these but um this year it things are changing people things are changing it's a new year it's a new us it's a new tap yeah and dude i think yeah. we're gonna make that goal happen um 
by whatever it takes once a month maybe more but you know we want to keep our expectations at a pretty good level so that we can only get that ad revenue we can only make it better for everybody else um and uh yeah dude i don't know we're gonna it's gonna be a great year what are you uh what are we looking forward to the most um i don't know what's on the horizon you know we talked about you got a new car rolling up i'm i'm i was driving my camera today and i was thinking to myself wow i'm never gonna change this car <laughs> <laughs> this is a smooth ride and i love i'm, I'm sentimental i'm very sentimental yeah i, I think I mean, personality tests, there's like a, there's a people who are like, oh, you know, if it's not, if it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's like the other side of that spectrum where it's like, change is necessary. Uh, I'm more of like a, I like and desire change constantly. <laughs> so I'm always constantly fed up with things and I just want something new. Well, hey, you know, that's, that's, I think that's pretty, that's the human condition, man. You know, I, I, I always wonder every two years, will I ever be in a place where I'm like, this is what I'm... St- I'm happy with, especially career-wise. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'll continue to do it. But you never know, man. We always want to grow. That's, I think it's a good thing. Um, Yo, did you link up with Ben while you were in Philly? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Adding to the list of things I ended up doing to combat all my weight gaining, I did play some basketball. And uh, to kind of, like, get some empathy for my, my fellow... Not my fellow. <laughs> my, the Philadelphia 76ers. I get why they don't try so hard, man. I, I do the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't work so hard on defense. I got some. I got some O to play. Okay. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. But yeah, Ben. Ben is an absolute baller. Okay. If it wasn't for the fact that there already is a person named Ben Baller, out there, that would be Ben's nickname. Um, should we say his last? We should say his last name because he should be famous. Dude, shout out Ben Song. Shout out to Ben Song. Uh, Full time Hooper. The guy is amazing. He played he t- part-time he, PhD dude, candidate. Part-time PhD candidate. He told me that he plays five on five, like you know, I don't know, once every, once or twice a week or something like that. Damn, admirable man. It shows though, because he was just crushing on the court. I, I looked washed up, and this guy is just like, no hesitation, pull up from three, in your eye. I got nothing for, for, but praise for Ben. He's a uh, he's an absolute beast. And shout out to uh, his, his, I always say that his encore comparison was always um, much like Zach Randolph. And shout out to Zach because he just retired. On a good career. Yeah. He retired recently. Um, but Zebo, what a, what a great fancy basketball player. What an absolute dog on the court, much like BS. Biso. Benji. <laughs> Benny. Um, also a Sixers fan, so sorry, Joe. Nope. I still love you, Ben. Anyways, you have flaws, but I love you. <laughs> I did link up with him though. I, we, well, I, it was definitely a great experience. I don't get to get to play enough. The weather was actually pretty cooperative, so we were able to go outside and um, do a little bit. You know, get get some in there. Uh, one of my buddies is actually, um, you, you know, yeah, Mike. We play with uh, Mike Magana, and he actually pointed out. Ah. He was like, "Yeah, this is just like the good old days, you know, me and, and five other Asian guys playing, <laughs> playing basketball." I was like, "Mike, why do you have to bring it up?" <laughs> Mike, this is character building. This is—it's always been this way. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I remember he said that at uh, at your bachelor party too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but we we, we always—it's just—it's a very diverse crew. Um, yeah. And we everybody loves basketball, but uh, we also uh, Bo Bo Lee was also out there. He brought Boris, his brother. Uh, Bo's yeah, Bo's Jack now, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's. Damn. Yeah. So I I couldn't bully him in the in the post. No. couldn't happen but he has, he has pretty, uh, his handles are pretty quick he's pretty agile so it's tough he's a tough uh, defend 
tough to defend. Dude, next time you and I play, I got some stuff. Oh, I saw your Instagram. That's the thing I was paying attention on your Instagram stories. You were actually getting some training in. Dude, hoop dreams, baby. I played Christmas Eve, on, and I played on after that, too. Uh, I played off. Uh, shoot i think it was like the 27th or something like that too and then i played again yesterday dude i've been developing so like the longest goal of mine is to develop some post moves okay and like i've so like when when i was playing the last couple times i shook some guys dude like little shoulder shimmies in the post and then um i was actually watching there was like a kobe bryant detail video that like made its rounds on instagram about how he would like make his move in the post and, like, where you back a guy down, he's got his hand on your lower back, like, defending you. But then as soon as, like, you start pushing more, they switch to the forearm, right? But that puts their balance off. And then you can hook them with your off arm and, like, sweep around them and, like, go up and under the basket. Anyway, so I pull that move off, and I hit the first up and under layup of my life in-game. Oh, dude. And it was tight. Like, you know, sometimes you can just kind of just chuck it up, and it kind of glances off the backboard and then into the hoop. But this time, it was like, there was like legit English on there. I was going to say, Hits English the is the best example of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just sinks right into the hoop. And I was like, everyone was like, oh, shoot. Like, everyone kind of paused for a moment. And I was sitting there just losing my mind. I was like, this is the first time I've ever done that. Like, There's nothing more badass. Oh, there is plenty of other badass things. But like like, do, Well, doing, yeah, dunking. But going up and under a basket in game. I did that in fifth grade. That was the only time. And I still, felt, I still, I still remember how cool I felt. <laughs> Dude, I'm never gonna lose that lose that moment for the rest of my life. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but oh, dude. So uh, onto like some. You got you got any more things to add about like New Year's or anything? Nothing, man. I just thought about three other food places that I failed to mention. <laughs> but you can keep going. That might be more interesting. What I have to say. No, I had a I had a bad Asian moment oh. that I wanted to just quickly disclose. Dude, bring in the New Year with an, their first bad Asian moment segment. Yeah, let's go. So it wasn't me. But it was my dad. Okay. But I'm essentially a younger clone of my dad, so I'm going to attribute it to me as well. See, I didn't realize how much on... you... I always thought you looked like your mom, then I realized... I saw that story around Christmas, I think. You look... Uh, yeah, yeah you're pretty much... Dad. You're your dad, just like taller. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Way better looking, but... Uh, says a lot about him. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you, dad. But, um, there's a... <clears throat> on New Year's, like, our family got together, and, like, my, de- my mom asked my dad to, like, set the table... And so, like, normally that involves, like, putting chopsticks out, you know? Yeah. But then, um, I guess my dad just forgot to get the chopsticks. Mm-hmm. And so we all sit down. We're, like, like, dishing out the food and stuff. And we, guys, we all got forks, you know? And, like, we're eating, like, kimchi and rice and stuff with, like, forks. And I was, like... And, like, we all just, like, kind of looked at each other. Were we just supposed to, like, spear this kimchi with a fork? <laughs> right? Like, we, we just eat it like this? Like... <laughs> <laughs> And then I like took a moment, like took a picture of. I was like, "Is this what it feels like to be white?" Because <laughs> you know they don't. You know, white people don't use chopsticks. And I said, very often. but I also said in reply to that story, I was like, "White or Thai?" Thai. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Thai Thai people don't use chopsticks either, uh, which is weird. Well, I, I, you know, I can't say I disagree with their method though. Spork and spoon, man. Spork and spoon. Spork. Okay, <laughs> spoon and fork is a great combo for eating any anything. Yeah. Also, like it, it also blew my mind. Like I think it was back in middle school, back when I when I lived in the Philly area with you. But um, someone showed me how to do that. Like when you're eating pasta, and they like my mind jumped in pasta. The... Dude, I don't. I eat it that way all the time now. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to eat it. it. That's way to go. It shocked me. I was like, oh my god. Like you mean I don't have to just like hold it like with like 
20 different nah, noodles dude. just hanging or out. Or like, you know, like, you know, do it Asian style where you're just shoveling yeah. in your mouth. Shoveling. No, dude. Yeah. You just... You... Dude, the spoon fork thing. Classy. It reminds me of the scene, if anyone's seen the movie Brooklyn with uh, Shersha Rodin. Um, she goes on to date this Italian guy before she has dinner at her family. She's heavily Irish. Irish immigrant. All of the people in the boarding house that she's currently living at is trying to show her how to actually get ready for this meal. And that's one of the first things they show her. <laughs> to, like, not splash sauce everywhere. Or, like, to, like pretty much be an animal you know you gotta use the sport like and us method. <laughs> spork and food yeah i can't say it spork and food spork and, spork and food yeah. that's what i like to say <laughs> and um yeah dude now I, I i do it that way not because of the movie because somebody showed me once and that's that's how i eat pasta changed my life uh-huh for sure for sure yeah but yeah that's a bad asian moment for you man i can see um the only time i thought was, I, I i had a brief bad asian moment it's not interesting but the, this is the 40th anniversary for um, London Calling um, from The Clash this this year itself was when it came out. And uh, my father-in-law was a huge fan. But at the time, I misstated the actual year. I was like, it's the 50 year, 50th year anniversary, uh, you know, Mr. Father-in-law. And um, we, <laughs> we looked at the year really quick. And it was like, yeah, it's like, yeah 1979. I was like, yep, 50 years. And, was, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes... Uh, no, uh, that's that's forty. <laughs> He's like, I'm not that old, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oops. <laughs> that, that I could, is a good. I, could, I couldn't do the mental math. Really I was like, I was just like on the spot. I was like, Yep, that looks right. Fifty. <laughs> 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 so there's my bad Asian moment, man. Um, just put myself on the spot for sure. Um, also, really quickly, royal sushi um, was where I got went to. I, I got a ten o'clock omakase on my birthday. That place is Ooh. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's bougie, dude. Omakase is nice. Omakase is so good. Um, I'm a full-blown adult, though, because that was a wild meal and very expensive. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's lifestyle inflation. You're 27 now. They say the, you should avoid the creep, you know? They call it lifestyle creep. You know, these little small things mm-hmm. add up because you think you can... You can, you know, afford them or whatever. But, uh, yeah, dude, the creep is in full effect. I also have this... I bought some speakers over <laughs> over the break. But this has been... That was actually one of my resolutions. I got a turntable for our um, wedding about, like, a year and a half ago. I've never used it. I've been going back and forth between buying powered speakers and or deciding between, like, a receiver and getting passive ones. Also, just proves the fact that I'm the worst electrical engineer of all time, and I can't claim myself as one of them. Because the other day, when I finally got around to having my system, dude, I was like, I threw out like half my tools. Like, I don't, I don't have like wire strippers. I go to like the hardware store to buy the like the cheapo one, because I just I couldn't find my like original like stripping tool. Turns out it was mm-hmm. just in the back of my car. Long story short. <laughs> but um, anyway, man, it took me like 30 minutes just to strip these speaker wires. <laughs> um, so, anyways. Uh, any, I, I have that going on right now, dude. It's pretty sick. You should come down, come down to visit now. Now, now I got a good setup. Or or west or east to visit. South, southwest. <laughs> yeah, like deeply southwest. Texas, <laughs> where all the other Vietnamese are. Houston. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, I've been um. Uh, there was a funny. There's a funny conversation that I had with a buddy of mine. Um, my buddy Andy, he's like my college roommate, but um, this is oh, this is totally off topic. By the way, this is just like a total random topic. Zanger. To with, yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so he's like, so he like broke up with his girlfriend of like 
seven years or something. They've been dating forever, maybe eight years, or like earlier last year. Uh huh. And so he's like for the first time like single, and guess what he's doing? What's he doing? Dating apps. Okay. And then um, so it was funny because like I used to do like a ton of dating apps, right? And then um, so like he like he's he, so he's half he's like half Colombian, half Korean, right? So he like identifies strongly as Asian because like his mom is uh, the Korean side of his family and like his mom is like a powerhouse so she like kind of runs the family and so like he's korean <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and uh so he was like talking about how like it's kind of funny because like you'll you'll match with some people like non-asians who are like super into asian stuff you know mm-hmm. and like sometimes their profiles are like explicit like looking for a tall muscular korean man you know and you're like and he's like talking to me about this and i was like dude that is that's weird, you know? Like, I feel like if a dude were to put that on their profile, like, looking for Asian chicks only, you know, or, like, looking for Korean girls, right? Like, it would seem kind of racist, you know? But then, like, when I... I feel like... It was weird, because, like, when we were, like, when this girl's... When the girl wrote it, we were just like, oh, she's just, like, a Korea boo. Like, just just weird, you know? But you wouldn't... I, 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 like, never, like, thought about it as, like, would you consider that, like, racist? To just, like, be explicit and you're, like... But then, like, I think everyone has their right to choose what they... Or, like, to... To like what they like yeah I, it's a I I, man it's, it's a puzzling question because yeah i think objectively saying you gotta say it is racist right for you to be so upfront but like um when you have racial preferences does that make you racist at all you know for who you're attracted to it's right i can't i can't be the judge of that yeah i can't i couldn't either and so we were like dude it's weird and then but like i guess she has the right to be who she like like who she wants to like but then it's also funny because I've met girls like that before too on the, the like from the dating apps in the past, and like they'll <laughs> like, the converse, the dates with them will go weird because like I feel like I've learned to like a very small extent what it's like to be a girl when like you just get objectified for like being a girl, and then they like treat you, they'll be like they they like objectify objectify me for being like Korean or like Asian. They'll be like, oh like have you watched this anime or like have you seen this. And they'd be oh wow you haven't wow I can't believe I know more than is it more is it, <laughs> you know? so like when they go like oh isn't like don't you think the dish of twenty nineteen is like doctori tung and they have like a <laughs> and they say it perfectly you're like oh my god dude they say it better than I do yeah but it's like weird because like, I feel like sometimes like when I'm having conversations with girls like that like it's like they're not talking to me they're talking to like this idea this like idea of you yeah, yeah yeah you could be anybody you're a guy like, you happen to be Korean okay yeah yeah it was like one of the weirdest experiences of my life and like they do these things where they're like. Hey, um, so do you uh do you like w- watch cartoons? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, are you trying to ask me if I watch anime? <laughs> like, come on, you know. Do so, like have you seen like, um just... that movie Parasite by uh Bong Joon Ho? <laughs> yeah, like, like it's such a deep, deep and touching movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, like, I'm personally more of a Snowpiercer fan. Um, but I also really appreciated work. Yeah, yeah, well, I also appreciated Burning, um, starring Steven Yeun. <laughs> yeah that's you Vinny. that's you yeah that's me yeah <laughs> no, but sorry i'm interrupting your thought go ahead what were you saying no sorry that was uh that was pretty much it i just thought it was kind of funny it's a real interesting experience and like now that like i'm i think oh new year's resolution dude i think i'm ready to like go back into the game dude the hiatus the pause the respite it's quite the retirement quite vast yeah i think you're ready to get back in the game yeah so uh ladies if there's any of you amongst the six people that listen to this who are single 
then uh, let me know. Please like, subscribe, comment your height, age, <laughs> ethnicity. Okay, no. That's no, don't, don't do ethnicity, like, because I, I can't. Because I just, Joe doesn't care. I, I don't want Joe doesn't care. Yeah, you know what? I'm colorblind. <laughs> yeah, actually. Like Michael Scott. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, Joe doesn't care. And uh, just, hey, any way we can interact, talk to us. Let us know what's going on. I'm looking out for my bow. My, my bow. My buddy. Bow. Bowie. <laughs> my, my buddy, Joe. Um, he's a lovely guy. Quite handsome. Tall. And... He's also Korean, if that matters. <laughs> and my hair's grown back since that awful haircut, so. Exactly. The hair's looking, I mean, was, the hair's looking, the hair's looking fresh now, guys. The cut, I know, right? the cut is solid. I'm going to bring back Yo, I like I like it when it's straight back, though, man. Personal preference. Just yeah. I mean, don't worry. Like, once it's long enough to start tying back again, it'll be straight back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to the... The man boon. Tell me where you find one of those headbands, though, because every time I looked up headband, that was it was always for females specifically, and I always looked uh, up like headband soccer guys. Oh, okay, I've seen those before. Is it on Amazon? Probably. Yeah, dude, Amazon. I need to get one of those. Pack six for like ten bucks. I walked into I walked into a running store. And I hey, like, can I get some headbands? Like that's why I had really long hair before the marathon. And the guy's like, uh, we only have these colors. Uh, and then he showed me all these really like bright pink and rainbow ones. And I was, and they were like thicker. And they have bejeweled. Okay, the color didn't matter. They were just bejeweled. And um, <laughs> and I just thought to myself, you don't just have one like the one you just showed me. You don't have like a, a plain white one. You know what's why is my ask so so strange to you? But. Does your clientele not like plain stuff? I don't get it, man. This, I was kind of, I'm in Durham. Oh, Durham, England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, go Mighty Reds. I'm a, the, I'm a Liverpool fan. <laughs> all the hard work we've done to keep ourselves. I, what? Go, go Mighty Reds, man. I'm from Liverpool. Mighty Reds. <laughs> Clearly a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Yeah, it's Mighty Ducks pretty much in England over there. Hey, whoa, man. Don't don't be talk, trash talking my team. My club. Yeah. Oh, I love moments like these. No, me too, man. Um, you know, not sure uh, if there was really a general point to this podcast, but we just want to get everybody excited for the upcoming year, discuss some of our last few uh, celebration moments of 2019. Um, we have a lot to look forward to, like the NBA Finals for my for my squad, the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> um, Joe's team's actually playing tonight, so maybe I just want to give you a final word, Joe, about how you feel about the Patriots' um, playoff hopes, and then I'll chime in with my bird talk. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, so, like, it's been a tough year, man. It's been a tough year. 42. 42, yeah. We're 12-4. and four. Um it's been like a difficult year for us uh, as a Patriots fan a lot, a lot of heartbreak uh, it's been difficult um, honestly at this point like if Antonio Brown killed a guy I'd be like dude just get him back on the team everyone hates us anyways <laughs> like what what more do we have to lose you know mm-hmm. dignity we have none we lost to the Dolphins but um, yeah we played a night uh, in like three and a half hours and uh, honestly, I would give us a, if I were to predict the scoreline, I'd say 21-17 Patriots. But it's going to be a tough game. We're not looking good. Fable, I think. Thankfully, 
Yeah. Sorry. Thankfully, your birds suck too. So, you know, I think not. neither of us are going to go very far. Man, I don't know. I was just going to make a comment about Mike Rabel. I feel like he has a uh, photographic memory, so he's never forgotten that playbook, man, you know? Um, I, think he, I think he has pretty good recording devices as well. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fucking guy. <laughs> you know what? 2020 is canceled. This podcast's over. <laughs> Anyways, man, Carson Wentz is going to lead us as far as, as... This team goes as far as Carson decides to pull them, drag them. Um... We got a tough matchup against Russell Wilson, the guy that got one ahead of Nick Foles, our savior, our hero. Um, I wish Nick was on this team now, not be, not in spite of Carson, but just because he's magical in the playoffs. Um, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas. He's phenomenal. And, you know, when we talk about the Eagles wide receivers, we think of names like Greg Ward. <laughs> I, big names. Big, big, big star names. names. Um, uh, I hope Zach Ertz. Is, I think we got to Google him. I hope Zach Ertz is okay. He had a bruised rib the last game of the season, uh, but you know, if anybody else, man, I think we can both agree, we are Miles Sanders fans. Nah, that's true. And uh, true. that guy had a strong finish to the end of the year. Gives me hope for what they can do, and maybe you know, between him and Carson on the you know offensive side, the defense, maybe they're getting a little bit more um, perked up by the performance on the other, other side of the ball. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it a coin toss. It's a home game. So that much gives me a lot, gives me some faith. And uh, as an Eagles fan, yes, I'm just happy that they're here. Playoffs, very excited. Um, you know, give us, give us something to look forward to. Give us something to watch. I'll be tuning in. Four, four o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'll never count out the Patriots. So I'm saying we're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> you shouldn't. And, um... You know, maybe all those fans back in Philly that are listening, which, you know, I know you are, make sure you enjoy a bowl of neighborhood ramen while you're uh, back home, you know. <laughs> it's delicious. It's one of the best places in the city. <laughs> this guy's just been sitting here just brainstorming food joints. <laughs> I w- Joe, I wish you loved your hometown, as home city as much as, like, I love it because we would just be riffing off of our favorite places to eat in the city, you know, instead of talking about clam chowder and lobster rolls you'd be talking about better more delicious food at an affordable price <laughs> lobster rolls are crazy expensive but uh oh no, no. yeah they're it's pretty good though yeah they're good pretty good just a lot of butter <laughs> just like swimming in butter yeah oh that's connecticut style let me let me get the mayo version mm. and uh with that folks i'd like to say thank you for spending your post new year celebrations with us many more episodes to come exactly 11 if we follow our new year's resolution and uh, at least 11 i'm Vinny. i'm joe and please stay with us <laughs> big sponsorships in So 
ancient. They say Asian, don't raise it. Went from young and the dangerous to making all of my payments. When I get wasted as shit, it take two days to get fixed. They ask me, what's your skin regimen, bitch? I drank like a fish. I done did everything, anything, all of my teens. Uppers and downers and all in between. Gave lovers the boot and giving them rings. From baggy to skinny with all of my jeans. 15 seconds of shine, turned into six seconds on a vine. Now it's real fake in real time, acting hella extra on their lives. Little homie flexing, that's cute. They see my mural like, that's you, old man, but everything brand new. Better cuff your girl, I still pull. I mind my business, y'all start wars. I'm Michael Jackson eating popcorn, but keep testing and talk more. I'll send that ass to the chalkboard. I put them on the way, but today I'm feeling washed and off my game. And I feel my age. Never played it SAFE and I never let it stress me. Shoot my shot like Smith and Wesson up until they come arrest me. Again, um, what's your name again? Hmm. Used to open up, now the main event. If I could rage again, then I would. Go and peep the ATM look. Yeah, I feed the fam like I should. I still represent the same hood. I'll forever, ever stay put. Hey, you're not the hardest artist, but you'd never know, cause I'm modest. True, I never signed on that dotted, but came out the game cum laude. Dearly departed. Y'all were like hot for a minute, but you wasn't on it. Should've been honest. You were so busy just looking at comments, running through thotties and ran into problems. Still don't have a Lambo, but I'm eating well in Nando's. Walking clubs with my sandals. Pull some strings like it's a banjo I could probably clear a sample Old enough to be a sample I just want a couple thank yous And wash them bad onto my ankles I put, I put them, on, them on the way the way. But today I'm feeling washed, feeling washed And I'm feeling off my game, my game And I feel my age yeah. Never played it SAFE And I never let it stress me Shoot my shot like Smith and Wesson Up until they come arrest me But today I feel my age